So do you remember back in the, back back in the day when we first started Dark Side Divas? Uh, we did our intro episode and we were both so nervous because we like we didn't want to hurt Star Wars. <laughs> 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 We were, we were like, no, 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 we must be careful with our precious baby Star Wars. Um, I don't know about you, I have none of that going into talking about the MCU. <laughs> well, because we've done the damage, right? So it's like, fuck it, we're just going to destroy another IP real quick. You know? Well, fuck and it. also, like, Star Wars is a tough bitch. No- nothing we could do could ever hurt Star Wars. And um, the MCU is also a massive tough bitch with like mm-hmm. marvel bones going back you know into the 40s or whatever so no no she can't no mcu's made a steal we can't hurt her it'll be fine it'll be fine if anything she's gonna hurt us <laughs> right uh yeah please hurt me <laughs> my friend my, my friend was like so you and steph are going to do a podcast where you talk about chris evans ass all time all the time no, said, no, of course not. We're going to talk about his abs, his pecs. His- <laughs> <laughs> Even the movies he's not in, Ant Man. Hey, let's talk about where. What's the cap ass doing today? <laughs> 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 um so i guess we should uh i don't know you want to intro a show or something yeah we're introing a show now because mm-hmm. we're, we're professional podcast people totally 100 we've, done, we've done this before we know what we're doing now stop talking stop oh my god shut up <clears throat> hey everybody welcome to the very first episode of marvelous divas a <gasps> podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about marvel and the marvel cinematic universe my name is stephanie and as you will come to learn over the course of this podcast i don't do clever intros that's kind of her brand yeah yeah hi everybody i'm chris like steph said i'm that gay man and stephanie we are inevitable we really were but from the moment we started dark side divas this moment right here was in the stars it was foretold this was inevitable as fuck okay so for those of you who are new here hi how how are you don't answer that i can't hear you but (laughs) welcome uh what we're going to be doing over the course of this podcast is we're going to be moving through the entire visual story of the marvel cinematic universe in chronological order and so um, that means that next episode not today next episode we'll be kicking it off with i believe captain america yay yay um but today uh we're just gonna do a little intro to us and who we are and our shenanigans for those of you who are veteran listeners god bless you battle scarred warriors <laughs> from, <laughs> from our other podcast dark side divas where we're doing this whole same thing but for star wars um this is a refresher course in exactly which buffoonery bitches you've been listening to for 50 some odd episodes oh my god really yeah <laughs> yeah for sure so do we want to start where do you where do you, where do you want to start honey can we start can we talk about how we got the name uh, yeah, please tell the story of how we got the name Marvelous Divas. Yeah, so y'all, uh, something you're also going to want to know about 
uh, me specifically, but mm. much the dismay or annoyance of Stephanie, I'm not sure. I'm also a huge Disneyland fan. I go to Disneyland a lot. I have a lot yeah. of friends there. I love... <laughs> and Stephanie is now dying. You have friends at Disney. Mickey work, knows your name. They is work, that it? They, they, work, they work at Disney. And Mickey Mouse knows who I am, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. No, he doesn't. No, but, um, but go on. But no, um, you know, so uh, at, at one of the theme parks, Disney California Adventure, they built... Avengers Campus. It is a repurposed area built by Stark Industries that they then donated to the Avengers uh, program, and they the Avengers are there, and they are there recruiting nice. new superheroes. So there's lots of really cool costume characters, people dressed up as Avengers characters, whatever. Uh, I was I was in the middle of a trip. It was like my second day of a three day Disney trip, and I was hung the fuck over like, <laughs> in the morning, and I was determined to wake up. Roll out of bed and get there before uh, what's called a rope drop, which is basically opening. Oh. And whoa! And so I stumble over there. I am not feeling well, and uh, there was a brand new ride that just come out, the Spider Man ride. And mm-hmm. as soon as the gates opened, every motherfucker went to that ride to get in line and wait for three hundred minutes or some shit like that. <laughs> and I was like. I am not doing that shit right now. Girl, if there's anything that's going to keep me out of Disney, it's waiting 300 minutes for anything. Yeah. I don't, I don't have 300 minutes of one task in me. You don't have to do that, but people choose to. Anyway, so. Well, that's a choice I will never make. So I, I'm stumbling around the theme park. I'm drinking coffee. I, I try to go on a ride and I'm just like, I, I'm thinking I need to do something to get me over this hangover like right now. Oh, no. So, naturally, I choose the hair of the dog method. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is this, this is early in the morning? This is 8.30. Disney serving booze at 8.30 a.m.? In Disney California Adventure, they do. Well, okie dokie. Yeah. So, so uh, Avengers Campus has a great bar. Uh, Pim's, uh, I think it's Pim's Tasting Bar or something like that. Anyway, they have some really nice, like, uh, fizzy drinks and juice-type drinks that have alcohol in it, and it's just, like, perfect for Sunday morning. Are all of the drinks either very, very small or very, very large? Yes. Oh! <laughs> awesome. I'll, I'll put the Pim uh, glasses on my TikTok at some point or social media. Okay, but yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so I'm sitting there. It is the area I'm sitting in is, and I'm drinking. It's totally dead. It's empty because everybody's in line for Spider-Man mm-hmm. around the corner. And the Avengers uh, building is right across the way from me. I can look at it. And that's generally where all the costume characters come out and start greeting people. Right. And Black Widow comes out. Oh, hey. And I'm like, hey, girl, hey, I'm the only person <laughs> there. And she just like walks past me and she's like, hello. And... I don't know why. I, I started like, oh my god, it's Black Widow! Oh my god! <laughs> because that's the appropriate response. Like, I know, I know in my heart that that is just some nice 20-something girl uh, from Southern California who has a job. Okay? Yeah. I get it. That's her job. But no, that's Black Widow! <laughs> exactly. And that's, and that's the appropriate reaction. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so she, you know, she says hello to me, you know. How am I doing today? Blah, blah, blah. I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. And then she asked me what I do professionally. And, you know, I I am a podcaster. 
But I have like a full-time job and do other stuff. But for whatever reason, I told her I was just a podcaster. (laughs) And There you go. Embrace the identity, baby. Lean into it. I'm trying. Manifest it. Here we are. Manifest it. So she she looks at me and she says, oh, that's great. Um, What is your podcast about? And I said, oh, it's about Star Wars. It's called Dark Side Divas. And she says, oh. Oh, this is awkward. Like she's disappointed all of a sudden. And I'm like, oh my God. I, You're being I heard- judged by Black Widow. Yeah, I'm totally being judged by Black Widow. And and she said, you know, you should make a podcast about me and my friends. Ooh. And I said, well, we actually are going to do one about y'all, but we have no, I have no idea what to call it. And she pauses mm-hmm. and looks at me and she says, what about Marvelous Divas? <gasps> so I immediately like messaged you. It was like, yes! oh my God, Steph. Oh my God. <laughs> and I can't even take credit for it. I have to take uh, it. Black Widow named her show. <laughs> we have been anointed. We have been anointed by Natasha Romanoff herself. There it is. Ta-da! Marvelous Ta-da. Divas. And that's where yeah. we were born. Well, there you go. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's fucking fantastic. I love it. And yeah, I give you a lot of shit for the Disney adultness of you, but that's amazing. And I live vicariously through you. So please brave through all of my bitchery about it and keep telling me about Disney. I love if, it. If it makes you feel better, I get laid a lot. <laughs> Why would that make me feel better? Uh, it actually wouldn't. It would just make, I'm just trying to get you to be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I also you know, realized, we also okay. didn't make a single sex joke in like the first five minutes of the show. I just needed to correct that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> you felt the scales imbalancing and you yeah. had to tip it back. Something's not right here. <laughs> uh, so for for a quick history about you and I, uh, will you please <laughs> inform inform the listeners how long have we been friends? Uh, 21 years because we met in 2000. Yeah. No, 22 years. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Time marches on, baby. <laughs> wow that number just keeps getting bigger uh now our friendship uh could buy alcohol in every state in the union yeah wow uh-huh <laughs> our friendship is just a couple of years away from getting lower uh car insurance rates <laughs> so you it can go. rent a car soon <laughs> right <sighs> yeah so um yeah we met back in college uh doing the nerd thing like super mega nerd thing and one of my uh one of my fonder memories of our college time uh was when we uh did not go to class and instead oh. hung hung out with a friend of ours who was the most magnificent marvel nerd ever oh yeah he's a he's a walking encyclopedia of marvel comics lore and he got us to play god what is the game called i don't i i remember it was called i think the system was called the saga system it's a it's a card game. It's a Marvel yeah. card game. Fuck it. It's a role playing game. Googling it right now. Marvel card RPG. Go. Marvel superheroes adventure game. Does that sound right? That's that's it. That's the well, one. There you go. It was a bunch of. It, it involved cards and stuff, and but it was a role playing game, and you would create. You could either play an established hero in the Marvel universe. They already had those pre made, or you could create your own. Um, usually by randomly drawing cards from the deck that would dictate of different aspects about your character. It was super fun. Um, I only had a, a very, very basic surface knowledge uh, of Marvel, having grown up on the 90s X-Men cartoon. Yep. So I knew X-Men really well, but I didn't know anything outside of that, really. And so that that those role-playing game sessions, that was my education. It was mm-hmm. so, so fun, 
so not productive for for our actual education, but God, that was a good time. Yeah, I mean, you remember the source books? They were just ninety five percent listings of different characters yeah, and their backgrounds. Just dossiers, and stuff. yeah, yeah. And I just I remember sitting through those and being like, "What the fuck is a Modoc?" You know, and like all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> like reality warping. What the hell kind of power is that? Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, we have learned. <laughs> It was it was such a good time, but yeah, we've been um, we've been geeking on Marvel for a while now, which is why <laughs> why I'm so tickled because we just like started sort of soft launching the uh, the social media for this podcast, and I've started dipping my toe in to see like what the Marvel fandom is like online. I've already I've already you know locked horns with the Star Wars fandom a time or two. Oh, I'm sure the Marvel fandom is totally non-toxic and accepting of others. Super and, accepting. And- no, I have already been <laughs> lectured <laughs> by at least five different young men uh, on how I am not a veteran Marvel fan and I need to stay in my lane. And I'm like, what lane is that person who is minutes older than my son? Tell me. <laughs> Tell me. Person who wasn't even an itch in your daddy's pants when I was weeping my eyes out over Rogue and Gambit <laughs> in the cartoon show. Tell me again about my lack of veteran status in the fandom. That's just Wow. <laughs> but I didn't say any of that because I'm better and cooler than them. But still, like those were my thoughts. I don't know. Have you uh, have you had any experience with the Marvel fandom? You know, I I um I actually have I would of my best friends that uh, live locally around here in Southern California, all of them are Marvel fans, you know. Ooh. So I hear like they get into the comic book debates a lot and all of it go- it goes over I'm not going to lie y'all, it goes over my head most of the time. I'm just like, cannot <laughs> I this sounds like the most twisted insane soap opera ever and it is. It um, absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I but I love their passion. It is like they're so excited about everything. Mm-hmm. Um but you mentioned it before. My first, my first Marvel exposure was the X Men animated series. Yes. And that was like such a good time for cartoons in general because there mm-hmm. were other badass shows. But I love the X Men series. Um, in uh, <laughs> when I was trying to come to terms with the fact that I like boys, uh, the uh, my guy friends, I I had actual crushes on it. I just didn't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all collected um, X-Men trading cards. Oh, wow. And I really, really liked the art. So I, even though I never read a single comic book, I started collecting all the cards and um, uh, kept getting invited over to sleepovers so we could talk <laughs> about the cards, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's kind of... Good times, that's, good times, yeah. That's kind of my introduction to Marvel. Um, and... You know, I remember when Spider the uh, the Spider Man movie came out, the first one with uh, mm-hmm. Sam by Sam Raimi with uh, being, Toby Toby McGuire with Toby. My my, oh, I had such a huge crush on him. But yeah, Spider Man that that movie blew me away, uh, and that was kind of a new thing because for a real long time, unless it was like maybe Tim Burton's Batman, if a superhero movie came out, I, it was pretty much guaranteed to be something I wasn't gonna like. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, because I, I feel like before Marvel movies, like if you had a superhero movie, generally what a director would try to do is to make it too realistic and mm-hmm. not enough comic book. Because the I think the growing, uh, the, the standard mindset was, you know, your mainstream audience isn't going to be accepting of a comic book story, like somebody blasting lasers out of their eyes and shit like that. 
Right. Well, I mean, we'd had we'd had the '80s um, Superman movies, but then, as often happens <laughs> with with the superhero genre, Batman comes along and gritties it up, and it's wonderful. But the reason that uh, the Batman movies, even though Tim Burton did his best to make them campy as hell, and they were, mm-hmm. um, the thing that that Batman does best is contrast. To the other superheroes and there just wasn't there wasn't as much audience thirst for super superheroes like primary color superheroes stuff as there was for uh for crazy gritty batman stuff and so that really changed i think the superhero movie genre um but then we got to um 1998 i believe is when blade came out oh my gosh Mm. yeah and that was like a stealth marvel movie because it was, 98 was peak vampire time. I'm going to be naughty. I'm going to be a naughty vampire god. Yep. I mean, I know because that was when I was, I was early in, you know, late high school, early college. And uh, I had reread Interview with the Vampire. I don't even know how many times by that point. Um, so, oh my yeah. god. Yeah, they get, <laughs> we, we attended in rice conventions, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing vampire role-playing games instead of going to class. So when facts, we weren't playing facts. the Marvel role-playing game, we were playing the vampire role-playing game. Yeah. So it was peak vampire time. So I feel like they snuck in a superhero movie by disguising it as a vampire movie with um, a lot of dark, shadowy, Batman-esque gloss on it. And they were like, oops, tricked you. You enjoyed it. You enjoyed a Marvel movie. So in a couple of years, I'm gonna throw X Men at you, and you better like that too. And I didn't even I didn't even know Blade was a comic book movie until I think the second one came out. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, like I I had to be informed um, obnoxiously by fedora tipping miladies. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate up hill about the fact that Blade <laughs> <coughs> was in fact a Marvel movie. Uh, I remember seeing Blade in the theater. I remember seeing the first X-Men movie in the theater and losing my mind over pre-juicing up the muscles Hugh Jackman. Yeah. yeah have, like, have you have you recently, in post-Logan era, have you gone back and watched the first X-Men movie? Oh, yeah. That's Everybody's so young. <laughs> They're so pretty, but they no muscle on that man. He's very fit, but it's not the same. But even then, like that, that the first X Men movie, it just wasn't balls to the wall comic book. It was like more. It felt more like a sci fi action movie. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah. yeah, they were trying to make it. They were trying to ground it in reality. And that's where we got one of the worst lines ever in a movie. Uh, <laughs> that I still, which I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's worse because I still remember exactly when it said how it said it, etc. But it's where, um, uh, what's her name that plays Storm? Halle Berry. Halle Berry. She says, Do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be some badass like, follow-up. Here we follow go, here up. we go. She's going to dunk she... on him. It's going to be great. Yeah. The same thing that happens to everything else. Oh, come okay. on. That's it? That's and it? Here's, here's the thing. The Marvel fandom has been... Fanboys in general have been fucking horrible since forever because the reaction to Halle Berry being cast as Storm was evil. And this was before social media was a thing. Like, we were still an AIM instant messenger, okay? Uh, (laughs) But they were still able to be just widespread, awful evil about her. She's too short. She's not dark enough. Why wasn't this Angela Bassett? Blah, 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 blah. I remember that. And shut up. 
<laughs> Le- leave her alone. She's there to, because at the time, Halle Berry was peak Halle Berry's career. They needed her for the star power. Because nobody else on that cast had star power yet. Yeah, I mean, she'd already been nominated several times for an Oscar. Exactly. Like, you know. So. Exactly. She was there to lend legitimacy to the proceedings. That's yeah. just Hollywood, man. And she did. She was beautiful. And she did as, you know, her. Yeah. I didn't love it. But what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, everybody else. It's so funny to look back on that movie. And everybody else in that movie wasn't a big star yet. Like everybody, nope. like Hugh Jackman no, was just some Hugh Australian not. guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Patrick Stewart was still coming out of the Star Trek. Exactly. You know, Ian McKellen, uh, Ian, uh, Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. Sir Ian. Uh, Lord of the Rings had not, is not out yet. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Even though, even then I was like, Ooh, who is he? Mm, 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 I know. Mm. (laughs) And, but anyway, this is not an X-Men podcast because, Hey, that movie is not MCU canon. Right. And that's going to be something we grapple with a lot. I think over the course of this podcast is what is and is not MCU canon. Well, and that's and and, and Marvel is going to muddy the waters for us now because in the current phase uh, that the show is being recorded in, it's the multiverse phase. Yeah, and I uh, uh, only like a month and a half ago we would have said that the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies were not canon. Sorry, slight spoiler. It could be. I don't know. I haven't even seen the movie yet because, hello, I don't want to sit in a theater and get COVID. Yeah, I would but, rather not catch the plague. Thanks. But I have seen screenshots with the all three Spider-Men together. That's so there I, we go. Yeah. They, yeah. Some some spoilers or whatever they are uh, are uh, unavoidable. But yeah, <clears throat> before No Way Home, uh, I would have sworn with my hand on a stack of Bibles that the Netflix mcu uh shows were not considered canon by the broader mcu even though they relentlessly uh subtly classily reference the events of the movies yep but they were not as far as i understood considered canon but now we've got kevin feige saying that yeah absolutely charlie cox's daredevil is canon which means that the daredevil show is canon which means we'll be covering it on this podcast and i can't wait yeah and i mean we could I mean, there could be another Marvel movie comes out that does confirm the X-Men movies are canon. So, like, it's – what a wonderful time to be a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) What a time to be alive. It's so good. It's so good. Um, But, yeah, that's – we – we got a lot of territory to cover uh, for this podcast. It's a little daunting, but like, I don't know. What what else are we going to do with our time? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Contemplate the uh, <laughs> the downfall of human society? Meh. Yeah. Meh. <laughs> no, I do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I can multitask. I could do better. I know. I, I can, can multitask. <laughs> oh, is the asteroid coming to Earth? Oh, okay. I'm just going to watch a Marvel movie now. <laughs> hey, what time do we need to start this movie so that uh, Cerebro <laughs> blows up at the same moment that the asteroid hits the Earth? <laughs> when do I need to push play? That's amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, so what we should probably, I don't know, do you want to talk about like your favorite hero, your favorite villain, what we what what makes a hero? Because these are the things that we definitely are going to be addressing. Oh my god. Because well, because the MCU is about heroes and villains. I actually before we jump into that, I kinda oh. wanted to talk about our mindset going into Iron okay. Man. Going into Oh right. Okay, okay. Right. Pre the pre Iron Man era. Go. Yeah, so I actually found a Google Hangout chat. Mm-hmm. From 2008 with uh, 
with uh, the friend we mentioned and his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to remember that like X Men three, I think X Men three had already been out by then. Um, both of the both of the Fantastic Four movies with Chris Evans, by the way, uh, had come out, <laughs> and God, we those, were those fucking Technicolor shit shows. Okay, go on. <laughs> And we were convinced that Iron Man was just not going to be a good movie. It was, yeah. I mean, I I wasn't in that chat, but I was definitely in that boat of like, fucking really? (sighs) I mean, I love Robert Downey Jr. I'm going to see it, but. uh... Yeah, and we had no idea. And I I remember like, I think I waited like a whole week to see. I didn't even bother seeing an opening weekend like I would like any other like movie I'm looking forward to seeing. And Mm -hmm. it was just like. You know, I and I wasn't the biggest Robert Downey Jr. fan at this point either. Like, I just mm-hmm. I don't remember any movie of his I was ever in love with or a TV show because he was doing I think Ally McBeal or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I, so for that week, I heard one person after another, oh, Chris, this movie is amazing. It's one of the best superhero movies I've ever right. seen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's impossible. There is no <laughs> no fucking way. Right. And then I saw it and I I saw it I think in movie theaters like five more times after that. Yeah, no, I I was absolutely a believer. It was cuz see I was a Robert Downey Jr. fan from way back, mm-hmm. from like 80s way back. And like I remember watching his uh his sad downfall into drugs and prison and hearing stories about like when he did finally get arrested for drugs and he's taken to the jail, his one phone call he used to order pizza for the cops because he knew that he fucking deserved to be there and he needed to get clean. So yeah. you guys might as well have pizza. Like shit like that. So I I knew him and I loved him and his troubled self. And I had been charmed by him by being forced to watch Ally McBeal with my mother. So <laughs> so I knew. And I, so I, I go into watching Iron Man and it blew me the fuck away. The thing that really convinced me to get into the theater was they did one little TV spot. It was like maybe 10 seconds where you see the Iron Man suit flying and you hear Black Sabbath. <laughs> oh and that was it that was the entirety of the teaser and i was like lucas we're coming (laughs) (laughs) we went and it was amazing it reset everything that we could have expected or wanted from a superhero movie exactly it like raised the bar super high Mm -hmm. and that would be a bar that uh i think at first some of the marvel movies uh had a hard time hitting Mm mm-hmm but then there was, a, and but now they're like constantly one upping themselves over and over again with like yeah. excellent, excellent stuff that they're doing. So, yeah. Um, did you stay for the post credit scene the first time you saw no, Iron Man? Yeah. I didn't know. I did not know. In fact, that was what made me go back and see it in the theaters again because I needed to go see the post credit scene. I heard about it afterwards and I was kicking myself for leaving because it was, we have a mutual friend, um, <clears throat> by the name of Amanda and Amanda, always always has been a credits watcher yeah she has always for every single movie she's ever seen in theater she has watched through the credits because she's like i'm gonna respect the contributions of every single name on that screen and i admired that i supported it i never had the patience or attention span to do it 
Uh, especially after a two-hour movie, I need to pee. Yeah, I got. I can't. <laughs> like, what the fuck kind of ironclad bladder are you rolling with? I can't right? do that. I gotta go. Uh, but she would always stay through the credits, so she was the first one. And she, that bitch, <laughs> she comes up to me after she saw Iron Man, super smug, super smug, and she's like, "So, did you watch the credits?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't watch the credits. I had to pee." She said, "Oh." Well, then I guess you missed the extra scene. I'm like, what? Who the hell are you? Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Huh. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. And, and my boyfriend, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. Oh, he's so damn so good. He's so oh funny. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, that's another... I think that's one of the coolest contributions to the MCU is when it comes to like certain types of movies now, audiences are trained themselves to like sit through the credits and wait mm-hmm. for the post credit scene. Uh, I think it was a god. I, I the Godzilla movies have post credit scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Star Wars with the Mandalorian just recently had a post credit scene right. uh, that announced Book of Boba Fett. Right, so like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's becoming this thing now, and I really appreciate MCU for that because my I had relatives that were um, in the entertainment industry, right? And I hated going with the movies with them because we're gonna sit and sit through the credits of every fucking movie we watch and they love going to see the movies because it's their industry that's what they do right exactly and it's just like oh but now i i i do it religiously not not because i think there's going to be a post-credit scene but it's because i got into the habit of it i have no problem sitting through it exactly like i have trained my bladder to be able to survive through (laughs) at least two post-credit scenes so yeah because sometimes there's more than one god marvel love it i know right So, yeah, that's and it's important to remember, I think, that John Favreau was the brainchild that made Iron Man happen. Crazy. So, so John Favreau has some kind of Midas touch. He has some kind of mutant power that allows him to imbue a project with the ability to change the genre and launch something new to be the thing that sets the bar that everything after it will try to clear and and double and so he did that with iron man he's did it with the mandalorian mm-hmm. uh he's he's involved with book of boba fett now so this is just what john favreau does he's brilliant and i would like to climb him like a jungle gym <laughs> please well, and thank a, you he's a he's an unapologetic super nerd Oh, love it. And, you know, I've read so many interviews with him. He, when it came to Iron Man, he did not want to compromise anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 I don't think it was from him. I think it was with another production manager. But there was, like, talk of, like, having Iron Man not have, like, plasma blaster hands instead of doing, like, a Gatling gun thing. Because that's more, no. real, more realistic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. No, this and that's brilliant. I love that they they kept it as pure as they could. And uh, but I saw I saw an interview with Stan Lee talking about Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, saying that he couldn't imagine anyone more perfect to play Tony Stark than Robert Downey Jr. And we, I I think we as a as a an entire fandom because there's so much MCU property now, we forget who's fucking pure unadulterated charisma was what launched the entire MCU. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. Yeah. Like, fucking Robert Downey Jr.'s charm was what carried 90% of that first movie, and it worked. And it worked. It worked it perfectly. Worked. Yeah. Oh, that man is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> his, his, his charm is just uncanny. I just, oh, I can't. I love him. 
I love him. Wop. <laughs> I just want him to wear my thighs like earmuffs. I don't think it's too much to ask. There it is. It's a polite request, honestly. <laughs> what if his ears are cold? I got that covered. <laughs> I am here. I'm here for I'm thinking of him. It's not yeah, about no, me. It's, it, it's winter it's not, time. It's, it's not about me at all. <laughs> oh, good times. <clears throat> okay, so um, uh, is, that, is that it for the pre-Iron Man? Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> okay. it. All right. Uh, so what, Christopher, what, uh, what, is, what defines a hero for you? Uh, well, you know, for me, it's something that like does like good deeds, uh, mm-hmm. selflessly or recognizes that if you have power that you should probably use it for good or mm-hmm. you have like a, sp- a, a sense of responsibility. I, for me, that makes a hero. I've always loved the, uh, burden of responsibility, mm-hmm. uh, style of story of like, shit, I can do all this shit now. I guess I, I guess I'm the one that has to make the world better. And that, you know, Spider-Man for sure fits that, uh, well, but then I just love like the unrelenting good, good person. Like I am, I am, I am a hero. I embrace Mm -hmm. that. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to kick ass and and protect people. And for me, that's Captain America. Mm -hmm. Like he's just unrelenting, like a good guy and he's not going to compromise that ever. He is, he is heartbreakingly noble. Heartbreakingly noble. Love him. He is, he is. Okay, before we got into the MCU shows, before that <laughs> that wild card got thrown, I would have easily been able to say Captain America is absolutely my favorite MCU character. Mm-hmm. He will always, always, always have a place in my heart. And I mean Captain America in any iteration, whether it's Steve Rogers or uh, Sam Wilson. Is it Wilson? Shit. Is his name right? Uh-oh. We're going to we're, we're get attacked by fanboys now. Uh, well, Thanks a well, lot. Thanks a lot, Steph. I'm Googling it. No, I'm right. It's Sam Wilson. Boom. <laughs> I love being right. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> okay. So yeah, whether whether it's Steve Rogers or Sam Wilson, I love Captain America. Me too. I just fucking... And I love the juxtaposition of Captain America against what America actually is. Yeah. Um, and just that's that's a whole thing that we will explore. Uh, as we get into the Captain America stories in the MCU, because God, I love him. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. The the archetype of somebody who is just imbued with power and can only see the good that they can do with it, or the responsibility that they have to use it, is that's so appealing to me. And I think mm-hmm. that's also the flip side of that is what makes a villain. Somebody who has power of some kind and sees sees the bad they can do with it well I, for I don't whatever know. reason it's like it's the hero through a twisted lens yeah you know? it, it I, you know it's like a, a a good villain is someone who believes that they're not doing anything bad that they're right exactly but those they are still, the best villains yeah the those are the i mean right. thanos is a perfect example of that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and you know every time there's a new mcu i'm sitting there watching it going god damn thanos was right <laughs> <laughs> Thanos was not right, you monster. Anyway, uh, he had we'll, a we'll point. We'll get there in like 20 years. <laughs> he had a point, but he wasn't right. I mm. Much like Eric Killmonger had a point, but he wasn't right. 
Mm. Know what I mean? When we get to Eternals, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I haven't seen Eternals. I need to see that. It's coming uh, out on Disney Plus in a week, so you'll probably be able to see it then. There you go. So yeah, I think that's why I love villains. I love, I love villains. I, me too. Because I, I love, love villains more than heroes. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but because I love the heroes so much, I love villains. But here's also, um, I am a huge romance fan. Like romance novels, I I devour them like popcorn. They are my comfort read because I know I'm getting a happy ending out of it in more ways than one. And so <laughs> I love romance. I love romance. But the thing about the hero is I admire and I adore them, but they make terrible lovers. Not physically. <laughs> I'm sure physically they're fantastic, but they will always choose the greater good over you. <laughs> And you can't even be mad about it because, of course, I want you to choose the greater good. That's why I love you. Like, Lois Lane has a shit gig. Oh, my God, yes. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> because her man can hear a tsunami happening on the other side of the planet. He's going to pop away in the middle of fucking dinner to go save people. And you can't even, you can't even be mad. <laughs> so you're, you're just like, why can't you choose my vagina? could you choose me over the asteroid coming to to destroy the earth just once and then superman's like but that is choosing you you're on the earth i'm trying to save the earth and then you've lost the argument you can't start an argument with just let them die for once i want to finish dinner like that's not (laughs) a thing you can do so being being in love with a hero is awful yeah It's so, like, they're so, they're so wonderful and they shine so brightly and you want to bask in that glow, but, uh, (laughs) wow. I think, which, which makes me think that heroes would be perfectly suited for polyamorous relationships. Hmm. Yeah? But I don't know. Maybe, I mean, certainly some would be, like, just out of the box. Like, I, you know... I mean, Star-Lord for sure, right? Uh, so, Ugh. well, okay. I guess we have to talk about that for a second. <laughs> uh, uh, so, you know, we come from Star Wars, and there are some human beings that are completely wretched in real life and uh, deserve to be put through a meat grinder. But I'm not going that far, but... Uh, I, I, I will! Okay. <laughs> there, uh, there are people... There are some nasty, awful people uh, who get cast in really choice roles in fiction yeah. that we love, and it sucks. And, and the thing is, they weren't always that way. They became that way during the process. So, of course, I'm talking about Chris, the people like Chris Pratt. I am I am going to avoid uh, uh, talking about shit like that. I still appreciate it when someone, even if they're awful, does a really good job of portraying a character, and I'm just going to talk about that character as best as I can. Now... Mm-hmm. If one were to continue doing stupid bullshit in public, then it becomes unavoidable, right? Um, right. At least, at least some people keep their heads down when it comes to them attending a church that is investing money in uh, concentration camps for gay kids. Uh huh. But you know, whatever. Yeah. So that, but that is something that we will we will deal with because there he's not the only one. He's the most no. egregious. He's not the only one in Marvel. Who, in Marvel. In in the MCU, who yeah. is um, problematic. But we will address them as they come up, and we will address them um, yeah. because we're not going to pretend that there are not bigots or there are not drama queens or there are not um, heinous bitches 
involved in the project because the MCU is so huge now. Yeah. The MCU family, did you see the family photo that they took of like everybody that had been in the MCU up to that point? That was my desktop uh, picture for a long it's time. So I loved good. it. I loved it. So I, I, I actually teared up when I saw that the first time. I know because you, you start zooming in and like seeing how everybody's interacting and it's just, oh, it's so good. There are also like the, the, the bad apples are a minority. In the MCU, most of these people are just goddamn delightful, and I can't yeah. wait to talk about them. Yeah. So, so getting back to how uh, heroes would be awful in relationships, villains though, because <laughs> uh, there's a thing that gets passed around the internet that says uh, a hero will save the world before he saves you. Uh, a villain will burn the world to save you. Yeah, I love that. And look. In, of course, of course, in real life, that's problematic. That's difficult. Honey, please stop. Don't look. The neighbors just said some shit about to the HOA about our lawn. You don't need to burn their house down. <laughs> you know, like those that that's that's fucking difficult to deal with in real life. But but in fantasy, in my head. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. I love a villain. I love I love to climb a villain. I love I love to I love villains. Love. Well, especially in Marvel, the fucking villains are just hot. Like they're hot. It's, it's not right. Even the evil robot ones are hot, and I blame that entirely on James. What's his face? What's his oh, fucking yeah. name? Uh, Spears. No, god oh, damn it! Um, ah, we're terrible with names this morning. I I watched the goddamn blacklist voice of Ultron. <laughs> go, Google, go, go. <laughs> James Spader. James, James Spader. Spader. He has a voice like somebody poured fine brandy on velvet. You and I can hurt them, but you will tear them apart from the inside. And I love it. And so, yeah, even fucking Ultron's hot. So, yep. I love it. Love me a villain. So that's going to be that. These are the things. These are the biases that you're going to hear going into this podcast. Is an absolute love for both the hero and the villain, and uh, we don't feel the need uh, to justify that or uh, or see anything wrong with that. There's no cognitive dissonance there. We love them both. Correct. There you go. Uh, well, we we already said who our favorite heroes are. What is your favorite villain? Oh, um, that's a lot. That's a lot, right? It is, that is a lot. Uh, <laughs> shit. I don't know. Who's yours? I mean, it was Loki until his show until, came. Until uh, the Loki show. <laughs> and, and so now I don't know if I can classify him as a, I mean, he's just the causer of, of chaos. Like God he, of mischief. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just. You can't fucking, get mad at him for fucking shit up. It's like getting mad at a dog for having four feet. Yeah. <laughs> I love that saying. But yeah, no, like, like Loki was for a long time, like my standard villain staple. And then Thanos came out. And then, mm. you know, like, I, yeah, I mean, NCU had a lot of badass villains. Um, but I don't know. I think it's still Loki at, at, at this point. There are definitely some contenders now with the more recent films that have been coming out. But I, I still like Loki a lot as a villain. Hey, Loki, there's a lot to like. <laughs> a lot to like about Loki. Here's the thing about that. So I've been watching the MCU since it began. And so I've been, you know, um, what's his name? <laughs> Who 
can't do names today. Guy who plays Loki. Fuck. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. Thank you. God, my mind was like, Chris, it's a, it's one of the Chris's. It's not one of the Chris's. Nope. It's one of the few that's not a Chris. God. Anyway, <laughs> Tom Hiddleston um, has been playing this character for like a dozen years. And so I've been yeah. watching him all this time. And we get through the Loki show and I'm like, fuck, I'm attracted to that. Yeah. God. Am, am I? Because I've never really seen anything else with Tom Hiddleston other than Loki. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to watch something else with Tom Hiddleston just to see. Am I attracted to Tom Hiddleston or I'm, am I attracted to Loki? Uh, so I watched Crimson Peak. Oh. It's Loki. <laughs> I'm just, I'm attracted to Loki. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. So for um, my favorite villain, um, uh, it's, it's cliche to say I love Thanos. I fucking love Thanos so much. I, because he's so goddamn reasonable in his atrocity. And he did exactly what he set out to do. He kept his word. Um, and it was so conflicting for me to watch him because he was so, so soft and so, um, heartfelt with Gamora. But then you see him flip oh my on God. Nebula. Right. And it's like, God, and it was, it was jarring and it was shocking. And so he's so nuanced. And also it's the voice. Fine. I'll do it myself. Okay. As, as you may have already gathered, oh, listener, from my, uh, fanning myself over fucking Ultron, I am a <laughs> slut for a good voice. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, honey. Uh, and Thanos' voice is amazing. I can even overlook the purple scrotum chin. He is, he's also, um, he's also my type. Yep. Big, <laughs> uh, large, broad, uh, problematic. <laughs> I love, I love a thick body, a mean mug and questionable morals. Yeah. I, it's a problem. We should yeah. probably, for those of y'all who haven't listened to our other podcasts, we're not good people. We are, <laughs> we will never claim to be. In fact, when people insult us and say horrible, wretched things to us, we actually uh, love it. <laughs> we level up. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it adds it adds years to my life. Yeah. And not, not the pants shitting, no tooth years at the end. I'm talking about the years <laughs> right now. Yeah, Bring we... It. Uh, because people who people who do that to us, that means that we are living rent free in their minds. And I we know. Have, we have like taken over a part of their life where they feel like they need to spend all this energy to try to insult us, and it gives me so many good feelings. No, it's so good. It warms <laughs> the cockles of my little black heart. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, so, do we have anything else we want that we should talk about as like an introduction? Well, this. as of today, because bear in mind, there is so many, so much Marvel now. Right. What is your favorite Marvel movie or show? Um, <clears throat> I who I almost need to think about these in two in two categories because the Marvel movies that's just a couple of hours. The Marvel shows that's like that's a dozen hours. That's mm-hmm. different. That's yeah. that's living a lifetime with these characters that's that fair. you have already seen in movies. So my favorite Marvel movie is Captain America the Winter Soldier. Okay. That's a good one. That was that was really the first one that I saw where they were taking superhero movie and applying it to another genre. They yeah. made a they made a spy movie. It had a superhero in it. It wasn't a superhero movie. That was a spy movie. Mhm. Happened to have a superpowered guy. So 
And also, it was so good to see, to be holding up the gray areas of modern America to Captain America, the no gray areas primary colors guy. Yeah. Uh, and and seeing how that works out. And also, we got to learn a lot more about Natasha. And I love Black Widow. Oh, she's, she's, so she's a yeah. close second. She's a close second. Right behind Cap, as far as my favorite characters. Love her. So, yeah, Captain America the Winter Soldier is my favorite movie. Um, as far as the shows, it's WandaVision. WandaVision's my favorite, too. WandaVision was a, like, it, talk about a level up of storytelling. Oh, oh um, my God. Agatha is one of my <laughs> favorite characters of all time. I love her so much. I. killed sparky too (laughs) and she's getting her own show Uh, she is and she deserves it and i need her to wink at me i just oh speaking of loving the villain but is she even really the villain i don't know yet or was it just agatha all along (laughs) i just huh so, yeah, no, I, WandaVision was such, like, from the first episode, because I, like everybody else in Gen X, I was raised by the TV. I grew up on mm-hmm. Nick at Night. Oh, and me too. And so, yeah, those first episodes where it was all retro callbacks to old shows, that was like, oh, my God. Like, I, it was chicken soup all over my soul. It was yeah. so comforting. And yet, also so, so, there was such a sense of dread behind that time. nostalgia mm-hmm. because you're like what is happening where is this going how even what i oh it was amazing <laughs> such intense good storytelling and the story it told about grief was a lot mm-hmm. and it was it was really good cuz i mean you and i have both experienced loss in mm-hmm. our lives and everything about watching wanda's grieving process resonated with me yeah. Oh, if I had reality warping right now, I would be destroying yeah. California. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be teleporting me over there and it would be weird, but I'd be fine with it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. What, what was your favorite MCU movie? So for, uh, for a very similar reason to WandaVision, I have a very twisted sixth sense of humor. <laughs> My favorite book series ever is the Terry Pratchett Discworld mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, books, mm-hmm. which are just silly and insane and funny. So for that reason, Thor Ragnarok is my favorite. It's like not just like is one of my favorite movies, period, not just MCU. I had never like um, I'd never seen a movie capture that type of humor so, right? as well as that did. Oh. Um, I. I had to watch that movie several times because, like, like there were scenes, like, at the very beginning where Loki got busted as being <laughs> Odin. And, like, or the scene where uh, <laughs> where the Hulk, or what's his name that plays the Hulk, is going to jump out of the ship and he's going to, he's supposed <laughs> he just to. pancakes he just down pancake. on the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> I, I, I laughed. I laughed so hard and I couldn't stop laughing that I literally missed like the the scenes that happened afterwards because that movie yeah exactly that movie's not going to pause and wait for you to finish laughing right so no uh, it's oh going to keep going yeah, yeah it was so that's so good and here's the thing I was trying to think about because when we talked about Star Wars when we did our intro to the Star Wars podcast we were like um, character you love character you hate I don't have any characters or movies or any installments in the MCU that I hate I could watch any of them. Right now and be happy. 
Yeah, I used to hate, well, not hate, I used to dislike um, Iron Man 2 and 3. Right. But, but uh, uh, I I went back and learned to appreciate them, especially considering mm-hmm. how the story turned out. Uh, I actually recent, just recently went back and watched Iron Man 3 because I just watched Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, it made that movie so much better. So I don't. I I literally have. There is nothing I dislike in the MCU. If right. there's one movie I'm kind of neutral on, still it's Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, I mean that's not my favorite, but I'm. But still there's still cool shit in it. Yeah, there's yeah. still cool shit in it. So, and Chris Hemsworth uh, with the hammer. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. 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 In fact, yeah. anytime you have Chris Hemsworth, when they let him have his eyebrows back, that's a good time. <laughs> And there's a lot, a lot to learn, I think, and unpack over the whole course of the MCU, the difference between male gaze and female gaze. Um, so, and by male gaze, I do mean cishet straight male gaze, uh, because there are, there are characters in the MCU that are clearly designed to appeal to the straight men in the audience. Right. Um, and I'm not talking about the inexplicable cleavage that they made Scarlet Witch run around with for so long. Uh, I'm talking about Thor. Mm-hmm. Thor is there to appeal to the straight male gaze because it's a power fantasy, right? But but Tony Stark, that's female gaze. Loki, that's female gaze. And so those are things that we're going to be exploring as well over the course of this podcast. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. Um, do we, I don't, <laughs> clearly we had this episode planned out down to the microsecond and we're not floundering at all to see if there's anything else we need to talk about. I I feel I am ready for Captain America. My body is ready. My body is ready. So yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about next time uh, in our next episode. We will be jumping into the chronological order of the MCU with uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, which is yeah. set in the 1940s. So that's as early as we get. I know, I know that there are installments that come later that maybe flash back to earlier times, but the entire, we're looking at where the entire story is set. Yeah. And so, yeah, Captain America is going to be first out the gate. We will be talking about that on our next episode. I can't Mm -hmm. wait. I can't Mm -hmm. wait. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm so excited to do this podcast. It's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. I hope I that you it. guys, I hope that you listeners uh, enjoy going on this journey with us. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be so much fun. Oh my gosh. Are we, okay, uh, okay. Are, is, are, now we have to do a new outro. I'm we have to do a new this. outro. Okay, oh okay, my okay. God. <clears throat> wait, what's my motivation? <laughs> your motivation is to get off mic because you got to pee or that's my motivation. Oh, that's your motivation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of bladders that can't go the distance, here we are. I had a big cup of coffee right before we got on, so that was stupid. <laughs> okay, so hey, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, I'm going to come in again. We're going to do this. We're going to do the outro. You ready? Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. No, Thank you for... God damn it. <laughs> Yes, Christopher, do you have something else? No. Or are you just here to fuck me up? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, okay, cool, cool. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we super appreciate it. If you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, you can totally do that. We are on the social medias. Um, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at Marvelous underscore Divas. Yay. 
And uh, where's our podcast going to be? Where can people find us? Yeah, so our podcast, when this episode's ready to be published, it's going to be available on pretty much any podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, etc. Uh, please leave us a review. We really love reviews. And in we fact, do. if, if, uh, if uh, on Apple Podcasts specifically, if you leave us a five-star review, uh, we'll read your review on our podcast. We will. And even if you even if you hate us, even if you hate the show and you don't want to listen to this this woman and this gay man get their grubby mitts all over your beloved MCU, go ahead and say that. Pour your heart out, honey, but leave five stars on it. We'll read it on the show. <laughs> also, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, we do! Right, right now, it is branded as uh, Dark Side Divas, uh, but we do a special uh, we do a special show called Divas Unleashed, where mm-hmm. uh, we answer p- our listeners' questions. If you have any questions for us to answer, we will answer it on that show. And we are opening it up to include this show. So pretty soon, we're rebranding that as to be just a Divas show. Yes. Where we are even nastier and grosser than we ever have been, <laughs> ever. I don't think that's true. But no. we, we are pretty gross. Um, yes, so, we're nasty. Yeah. Nasty. 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 Okay, okay, okay. Do we have anything else? That's it. Okay, awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Oh, that's one thing we need to add to the counters. We one thing that we do on this on our Dark Side Divers Divers, Divers. Dark Side Divers podcast is uh, we do counters for different things that turn up over and over in Star Wars. We need a Stanley cameo counter. Excelsior! Excelsior! Um, God damn it! I made myself sad. I know.